Spin that shit. You are listening to the You Should Watch podcast. But lay it on me, Big Daddy. Wait, People Magazine said. <laughs> what? Time Magazine says, I can't believe this is a show. Wait, and do I have to also watch that shitty documentary? You do have to watch that shitty documentary. Wait, God damn it, Justice, put down those invisible balls. God, now you gotta rope, damn it, Justice. Wait, oh, here are your hosts. Wait, Chris and Joe. Wait, Butcher sure didn't do that last week. Okay, so we're back for uh, episode 10. No, isn't this 11? No, this is 10. Last episode, we did 8 originally, and last week was 9. This is 10. Oh, 10. This is like an anniversary or something. Yeah, like the first double-digit episode. What? I said it's the first double-digit episode. Oh, okay. Isn't that fun? Cool. All right, so um, like I said before, uh, we started recording. I had some things to talk about to start off the episode. Um, I know there was one thing you wanted to address, something, a uh, correction from last week. I did? About a certain uh, website with your other podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I had said my other podcast, uh, Filmed Obscure, was on Podbean. That was wrong. It's on Buzzsprout. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think because I was thinking of, like, bean sprouts right which are like a food right I, think food. That, I don't know why I did that Justin's like kind of the the head yeah in just charge. just like I'm in charge of this podcast yeah you just kind of like I'm a I'm a professional sidekick <laughs> so right um I'm I'm kind of just there I'm 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 where people need me gotcha so, I think it's understandable. It's like like an understandable mistake, right? But a mistake nonetheless, and I apologize to the public. Well, we're uh, happy that's out there. Yes, I. Me too. I I, I got no, um, like people saying, "Oh my God, what did you do?" <laughs> that was more me saying, right. "Oh my God, what did I do?" Right. But um. Again, to the public, uh, I am sorry. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. So we got that out of the way. Yes. So that's good. So um, yes, the uh, the second thing I um, what was it? Oh, so earlier, so we recorded. What was it last Friday? Yes. And um, sometime during the week, I think Sunday night. Kevin Smith put out a, um, so he put out an episode of, um, Hollywood Babylon, a new episode. Okay. who? Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, in it, he was talking about yoga hosers. Oh, did he now? Yeah, because remember what I was saying, like, say it's terrible? well, I'll get to that, because he was saying that, okay. like, um, basically, because remember I was saying that. Oh, yeah, I think that True North trilogy is dead. Like, we're never going to see that again. Correct, yes. Well, he just had finished his Mallrats sequel script, and now he was went back to uh, writing uh, Moose Jaws, he was saying. Okay. So we might be seeing Moose Jaws in who knows when. But as part of that, he was saying he went back and watched Yoga Hosers. Oh, okay. And he's like, I, I understand the hate. <laughs> okay, good. 
he's like he's like I like the movie, but you know I really made it a challenge to like it. Like he's like I put it a challenge to my viewers to like that movie, and not many people rose to the challenge. So wait, his viewers meaning like people or like his fans? Well, like anyone who watched the movie. Okay. So he's so like, like. Okay, he just meant like people seeing it, not he didn't necessarily right. mean his fans. Right, yeah, he's like, it was a real challenge, too. It was. <laughs> so, I had a hard time. Yeah, but I just thought that was funny because we were just talking about it and he came he must out. Must have listened. Maybe, but uh, so, yeah, so maybe Moose Jaws might be uh, a thing in the future. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, the next thing I was. I, another podcast, I forget which one, which one it was, but there was an ad um, on it for this product that uh, it's a picture frame, like you know those digital picture frames? Mm-hmm. But to put pictures on it, you just email the picture okay. to like an email address and it goes right to the picture frame. And the first thing I thought of is if <laughs> I had that, which I never would because I don't you know, find the need for that. I could never give you the email address for it. Yeah, I'd fuck you up. <laughs> it would just be constant pictures. <laughs> it'd be a lot of dicks and a lot of poop pictures. Yeah. It'd be, a, it'd be an unpleasant frame. But that was my first thought. I'm like, do people not realize like the danger that this can pose? Like, yeah. I, don't, like I don't know if there's some kind of like... Um, I mean... Like I safeguard? Have to click on them, yeah. Like they're not just going to show up? On your I, yeah, they wouldn't just automatically pop up because that would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Especially for me, I mean. Right. You wouldn't be able to keep that. <laughs> that right. would be an awful gift. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, I guess when we were, you know, we had that game, like, if you left your phone and you got a surprise picture on when you came back. That was a good game. I, I, loved, I missed that game. I'm guessing that was before there were locks on phones because why didn't any of us just lock our phones? Like with a passcode. Well, no, it it wasn't that the phone was locked. It was just you needed to have a passcode or it was headed. No, I know. I'm just saying the game would have been ruined if we all just put a passcode on. Oh, yeah. But passcodes are annoying. Yeah. I mean, I never used to use it, but now I use it all the time. It's got a lot easier when you do the thumbprint. Yeah, I, I don't like that thumbprint shit either. Well, I just thought that was funny. Well, I wasn't. I'm mad now. Great. Let's. We're not. We're yeah, gonna end this recording. This. <laughs> and, then, and then the last thing is um, the other night I activated a um, free trial for that WWE TV app, the WWE okay. Network. It has okay. every. It's a month trial. It has every single pay per view. Um, yeah, you can go and watch. Yeah, my brother-in-law uh, has it, and I've uh, like used his before. Uh-huh. Uh, it's pretty rad. Like I've used all, like I've seen all of like Mick Foley's matches. Like I watched the Hell in a Cell match, like yeah, I don't know, several times. <laughs> yeah, it's I, pretty. Cool. Yeah, I was just watching. Um, was it the two? Th- I've been starting with the Royal Rumbles because they were always my favorite. Yeah, and uh, I was watching before. There was two thousand one. I think, and uh, Drew Carey was in it because apparently he was big at the time. Really? Oh, uh, I vaguely remember that. 
So like, yeah, I think it was the Drew Carey show. It was the Drew Carey show, and I think whose line is it anyway? It was really popular. So he had like those two things going on. And remember, because there was an episode of Drew Carey when Triple H was on. Remember, he like guessed. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. But I guess he was having he was there to promote, I guess the following weekend he had his own like pay-per-view. It was like an improv pay-per-view. Uh-huh. I don't remember that. So he uh I think the first person was Jeff Hardy, and then some other guy came second, and then Matt Hardy was third. Uh-huh. So they eliminated the second guy and then they start fighting and then Drew Carey comes out. And the Hardy Boys are fighting with each other, and they accidentally eliminate each other. Oh. Both. So then Drew Carey's all there by himself, and then, of course, the next person to come out is Kane. <laughs> so, that was fun. That's very... Uh, I, I never liked when they brought in celebrities. Yeah. Like, but, um, I, I mean, because it always ended with fucking um, Stone Cold just fucking stunning them. Like, that was every yeah. time... Yeah, because I watched the night before, I watched the 99 and 98 Royal Rumbles. The 99 was the one where Vince McMahon was in it against Stone Cold, and he cheated by going under the ropes. But um, it was weird because the 99 was the I Quit match between The Rock and Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's a brutal one. Yeah, and it was for the championship. But then the year before, in 98, like, The Rock was still kind of Nation of Domination Rock. So it was in that one year, a lot had changed because he like he was just like the Intercontinental Champion, and then by the next year he was winning the the title. I just thought that was I think right like ninety eight was I think when it really like the Attitude Era kind of yeah it was began. that's when it kind of sparked good era yeah all right so um, I think that was all the uh, the pre things I had to discuss. So yeah, I got anything. You got nothing? Nothing interesting happened this past week? Um, no. You're still uh, corona-free? I think so. That's good. Yeah. So I want to get that uh, that virus. Coronavirus. Nope. All right. So I think um, we'll take a quick break. Hear a uh, word from our sponsor this week. It's a pretty interesting one. I think I say this all the time, but it is. Yeah, I think we have to say that. Yeah. Otherwise... We're not going to get that money. But I I think we got paid in Bitcoin, which is kind of... Yeah, that was weird, right? Yeah. Did you you actually get, like, a little coin? I got a coin. No, I don't think that's really Bitcoin. I think you got scammed. Yeah, it was plastic. Yeah, and I had a bite taken out of it. It was a Bitcoin. Yeah, there was a little mini bite, like a a rat did it. Yeah, it was was literally a Bitcoin. A Bitcoin. Yeah, and this is a great bit that we're doing right now. It is a bit. That is true. <laughs> this bit is money, almost like a coin. Yeah. Should we stop this now and just go to the end? <laughs> I yeah, let's yeah, let's do that. All right, we'll be right back. Like a bit. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Hunt a Person. There are plenty of other products out there that put you in the shoes of a detective trying to track down a killer, but this actually puts you in a more fun position of being the killer yourself. Chris? Here at Hunter Person, we offer a wide variety of types of serial killers. Say you want to be a visionary killer, you can do it. Say you want to be a missionary killer, you got it. Say you want to be a hedonistic killer, you definitely got it. Say you want to be a power control killer, well, 
guess what? You got it too. There are so many types of serial killers you could be. Here at Hunt a Person, you have the power. If you're interested in this product, go. you have to go to the dark web and search for it because you're not going to find it on the regular internet. Like You can't just Google like, hunt, a, like, hunt a Person. That's ridiculous. So go to the dark web and, uh, yeah, find it there. Okay, back to the show. And we're back. Oh, what a great idea. Oh, that was a good one. Hope we don't get in trouble. I'll be taking up on that. Yeah, I hope we don't get in trouble for that one. That one might be a little bit risque, but uh, we don't, we don't, we, we, uh, we announce these sponsors. We don't necessarily condone the things in them, just to. I do. What's the difference between risky and risque? Uh. Pronunciation? Well, it's it's spelled different, too. Is it really? Yeah, risque is R-I-S-Q-U-E. Yeah. And one's like sexy, right? Yeah, it means, yeah, kind of like pushing boundaries. Oh, isn't that the same thing as risky? Well, I guess risky is more... Pushing boundaries. Yeah, but I guess, but it's more like risque, I guess, more has the connotation of like... It's like sexy boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. Hot, hot, sexy boundaries. Yeah. No, like where it's I, sexy boundaries. like it's more with taboos. Like it's like cultural, like norm taboo. Whereas, like, right. risky is more about like it's like fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like a guy. You know, he's got you know, he's fun like a guy. It's like, yeah, it's fun like a guy. You know, but like uh, guy. but like his risky is not. That's like you know, it's about like you know, I don't know. Right, I, think I honestly never really thought about it before. You make, I feel like there's a good answer, but I can't. Uh, You're not giving me it. No, I, I. We can, we can get past it. I think we're all right. You good? All right. So the first movie that we're gonna do this week is uh, Risque Business. Um, Chris had yeah. a bunch. <laughs> no. Ouch. That's rough. <laughs> I would say one of the movies we are talking about is a little risque. Yeah. Which and one? that is the lost, the lost highway. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, Chris, do you want to say the movie? Because you're going to go. We're going to talk about the movie you watched first this week. Do you yeah. want to say what it is? I'll read it. So, uh, I watched the whole season of the Mindy Project. Oh, that's that's not right. Okay, you know you're wrong. Um, I read all the documents of the Manhattan Project. Nope. No. No, you had to. I- you had to watch every episode of Project Runway. I watched all of Project Runway. <laughs> no. I watched the prod, the Florida prod, the, the Florida Project. Is that right? Yep. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was all right. It was a now. You like this movie, right? I do. Okay, before we get into it, let me just read the description from uh, Google. Okay, yeah. Go set, set. It's from 2017, I believe. Set in the shadow, sure. or 16, one of them. Set in oh. the shadow of the most magical place on earth. Six-year-old Mooney and her two best friends forge their own adventures, while Mooney's struggling mom and a kind-hearted motel manager protect the kids from the harsh reality that surrounds them. Okay. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's it. That's the movie. Right. This, this is like, a, okay, 
So this is like a, the Seinfeld of dramas. Okay. It, there, nothing happens. I mean, I wouldn't say nothing happens. I mean, the things that do happen are barely things. Yeah. There's like, there's a fire, there's a pedophile, there's <laughs> like child pr- protective services. Right. There's like a couple fights. Like, there's the the events that happen in this are are norms. Like, they're everyday events. Right. Which I think is one of the reasons I really enjoy it. Well, that and that's why I think you like this movie because it's almost, I feel like this takes place in the world of The Wire. Yeah. It, it feels like, I, well, I'll, I'll get to my list, which I wrote. That's actually something I put down beforehand because I knew I would probably have to talk about why I liked it. And I think that's because re- it does remind me a lot of The Wire or even Treme, which we did on this show. Yep. Which you said you were going to go and finish, but you never did. I did. I finished you it all. You lying bastard. <laughs> I did lie. Yes, I only watched the first one, but I imagine the, re- the rest of it is good. I would imagine. It's very so, good. Yeah, I, probably. So... I have a question. Yeah. Is it summer? Yes, it's summer. It's supposed to be summer oh. break. Okay, so that's why they're not in school. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. Um, all right, so... Yeah, because I think it's just briefly mentioned in the beginning. Like, you're like, you know, it's summer, let them have fun or something like that. Right. So they, they said that, but what kind of confused me is that they talked about recess and they didn't know what that was, like the little kids. I don't really remember that part. Yeah, they were on like a seesaw. Okay. So that I don't know. That kind of confused me. That but that could have just been like I don't know, talk. Right. Um, the acting in it was really good. Like the kids were fantastic actors. They were yeah. better than most of the adult actors, except for Willem Dafoe, who fucking rocked this movie. Yeah, because he was like, he was nominated for. I think uh, actor. I think that was the only nomination they got at the Oscars that year. He he's like I think one of the best living actors of all time. Yeah. Like he's he's incredible. And apparently he's confusingly large. Very. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Like he, I mean, right on. Um. The, I mean, there the movie's comprised of like a lot of interesting scenes. The movie as a whole isn't super interesting, mm-hmm. I don't think, because it's just, it's just, it's like a, it's realistic, crappy Florida. Right. Um, so, like, the movie as a whole isn't very compelling. It's, it's just realistic Florida. So, I, I don't know why you would want to, you, I think you said you've watched this multiple times, right? Yeah, I have seen it probably at least five times. I don't know why. Like I said, I think it's part of, I just, I feel like it's an immersion. Like, I just enjoy, I don't know, not, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but I'm just, I'm very captivated by, like, slice of life type stuff. Yeah, okay. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, um... And, like, I even put down another thing, too, is, like, I'm thinking about it a lot this week because, you know, um, our one of our listeners, Ken. Oh, yeah. Because when he, um, when we said at the end of the last episode that we were doing these movies, he watched it and was okay. texting me. And he's like, 
he's like, yeah, I didn't really care for this movie that much. I, it's a good, like, I didn't like it when I first started it. Right. But as I've, like, continued it and finished it, I realized that it is a good movie. Right. Um, but there are plenty of movies that I realize are good. I just have no cares right. to watch them again. Right. But basically, when he said that, I wanted to kind of try to think about what, what it is about this movie that I like. So I was also thinking, like, I was really, I'm kind of fascinated also by, like, Florida itself. Florida is very interesting. Because I was thinking about it, I feel like it, like, if you had to pick one state to perfectly, like, represent the entire country, I feel like Florida is that state. It has ridiculousness, which, you know, the United States is known for. Right. It has it kind of like you kind of get that northeast feeling because a lot of people have moved down there. Mm-hmm. You still kind of have those threads of like the American South because you know it is still in the American South. Right. You have, um, you know, there's a lot of like people from the West Coast that come out there, like, mm-hmm. you know, and you also have like a lot of rich people because it's like a yeah, very that is true. It's a very forgivable like tax income tax state. So like a lot of like <laughs> CEOs have houses down there, but then yeah. you. And at the same time, you also have, like, some of the poorest people in the country mm-hmm. down there, too. So, I don't know. It's just, and it's just like, what is going on down there? <laughs> yeah, that does raise some good points. I didn't really think about that. Hmm. And that's why I kind of, like, after watching this movie, it was kind of what, you know, made me want to watch. Like, I watched Spring Breakers. I watched mm-hmm. most of that, uh, I forget the name of the movie now, the, um. Oh, Beach, Beach Bum? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this movie this movie reminds me if um, if Harmony Corinne was a normal person, had he made a movie, it'd be this. Yeah. Um well the first like I don't know, I think it was maybe thirteen minutes of watching this. Uh-huh. Uh it made me realize that Florida is only a place you visit or pass through. Right. That's the only reason to go to Florida. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking about it too. Is like you figure Florida has probably one of the most visited places in the world, like outside of like New York City, like the amount of people from around the world that go to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I like that you you really only like it's Florida, and that Florida is known for Disney, right? And you only see Disney like once, and it's at the end, and right? You look- to the end and what that was about and that's the um, that's the interesting thing too because like like just think about how much money goes through Disney I know and that's literally they're right like on the outskirts of Disney Mm -hmm. and they're living in incredible poverty and it's not just them obviously you'll see you see in the movie there's a bunch of other families in that hotel and not just that hotel there's like the other one next door where that other family was, or the other one where they were supposed to spend that one night, but they got that deal kind of revoked. Yeah, yeah. What was that about? Why did they get kicked out of their hotel? Um, apparently, it's some kind of um, if you stay there more than thirty days in a row, you can declare like legal residency. Okay. So they the hotel has to make sure they spend one night out of the hotel. So they can't, like... Because you can just say, like, no, this is my residence now. I live here. I don't have to pay. You know what I mean? Oh. So they have 
have to do that once a month or something. They have to spend one night a month. And they used to have a deal with the other hotel. And I guess, you know, it was a reciprocal one where people at the other hotel would do the same thing. Where they would spend the one night there. They would have to move everything out of their room and take pictures to show it was um, vacated. But yeah, because he mentions it briefly in the movie, it's like something about you yeah. know we don't want you to be able to like declare. Because I guess it's almost like a squatter's rights type. Interesting deal. So I'm guessing not everybody in that hotel is li- like living there. I think the majority of it. I, well, you you see with those, uh, I put a note down the honeymoon couple. They come like they still have like. Like, a couple of yeah. people who, I guess, like, managed to book a room for just a night. Yeah, yeah. But then, I don't like, so each one of those people have to do that once a, once a, month, uh, once a month? Yep. Huh. So they I have, don't ever, like, see anybody else doing that. Well, I guess because it's, you know, you're, the main focus is, you know, Mooney and these, her these mother. People, yeah. yeah, she's a bad mother. Yeah. She should, like, straight up not have her daughter. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with Child Protective Services taking her. Like, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, she was not a good influence. Yeah, and I found it interesting that every time she was in the tub, I also found it very uncomfortable that they shot her in the tub. Yeah. That was very uncomfortable for me. But that, like, the music was playing, and that was basically meaning that she was, like, a lady of the night, I guess. Right. And she was sleeping with someone. I found that kind of interesting that that's how they were doing it. Yeah, that's um, when I first watched it too. That uh, that was like a moment where I was like, oh, yeah, like that was like a crazy. I thought they handled that really well. Yeah, she's like, oh, well. they're like, you know, she's just taking a bath. That's just what she does right. every night. And then, like, even when you first kind of see it, mm-hmm. like you just see the guy come in, you're like, oh, she's doing that. But then it's like you find out that he's the guy that she stole the Disney magic bands from. Yeah. And then when he comes yeah. back, he's like, oh, did he have to go to the bathroom again? <laughs> when she's like, looking yeah, for yeah. the magic bands. Yeah, that guy, um, his name's uh, Macon Blair. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who he is? I do not, but he looked very familiar. So he was in, did you see Green Room? I did once, yeah. So he was in Green Room. He was the one skinhead that like they let live. Okay. So he was at the very end, like, he was, like, basically cleaning up everything, mm-hmm. and they, like, um, they let him go to tell everybody about what happened. Right. Okay. Uh, he was, he, I like him a lot. He's in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was he, pretty He was pretty good in his short role in, in this. Yeah, I like him a lot, but that, that was, like, a really good scene. Um, the pedophile scene, I yep. thought was really good. Yep. I thought that, like, I mean, I, I don't, like, uh, I don't know who the guy was that played him, but he played him really fucking creepy. Yeah, he just comes, I'm just <laughs> on a soda, I'm thirsty. Yeah, I'm thirsty. And when Willem Dafoe kind of like puts him in a headlock and grabs his wallet, like that was fucking great. Yeah. Um, trying to see what else I have. Um, um, I just want to go back to the other guy. I like when um, the Magic Bands guy. Yeah. Like I like when he's talking to you know Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay, so if she has, you know, yeah. that, um, well, maybe we'll get the cops out here and you can tell her why you, tell them why you were here. Yeah. And then, like, and what's great is because she thinks, like, oh, good, he's coming to my, you know, rescue and she's, like, flipping him off behind his back yeah. or whatever. But then he turns around and he's like, no, now you're done, too, because we, we can't have you turning tricks. Right. Yeah, that was awesome. 
And you have to, like, announce all your visitors or something from now yeah. on. Yeah, and then, uh, that's when she fucking takes the maxi pad and puts it on the <laughs> yeah. so disgusting. I fucking hated her. Yeah. Because, I mean, she, I, I'm guessing she's, like, a nice person in general. Right. But she just, I don't know, she skeeved me out. Yeah. Like, she's attractive and whatnot, but she's, I don't know, like, she just looks fucking gross. Yeah. And, like, fucking, you... Uh, you feel like there's something there where she could turn it around. Like you feel like there's something deep yeah, down inside. Demon, yeah. But she just she can't get there. Yeah. Just a fucking piece of shit. Because like when she that part when uh, they when she's like I guess it's after the kids burned down the house or the condos mm-hmm. and like they're the other mothers like not letting her son hang out. Yeah. So when they go to the diner and they order all the food. Yeah. And then she takes, we want all this to go. And then just as a child, she just like smashes it in the parking lot. Yeah. Like that part really bothered me. I thought like, it's weird because I thought the acting between the adults in that scene, like the, her and the other mom uh-huh. was very, uh, like, I don't know. It wasn't great. <laughs> Did yeah. you get that at all? Yeah. Well, cause see, I don't think they're really professional actors. No, they're not. But I thought the kids were great in it. Yeah, well, I know the one girl, she's in something that's coming out soon. She's in, like, a horror movie. Okay. I saw a trailer for it. It's one of those ones where, like, the kids are spooky or something like that. Like, okay. That might be <laughs> spooky kids, yeah. Um, I think if I... I mean, before I get to the ending, I think... Uh, oh, yeah, something I found really weird. Um, when they suck in to get the Continental Breakfast... Yeah. I've never been asked my room number. Really? Have you? Um, some not well, not at a continental one. But I feel like those that was one of those ones where like they're charging for the buffet. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, she's maybe. charging it to the room. So it's like maybe like ten bucks a person to eat at uh, the buffet. Okay. It's not like one of the free breakfasts. Yeah, like the free breakfast. I've never. I mean. I don't think I've ever did the ones where, like, you pay for it. I don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, that one, that breakfast looked a little bit nicer than just, like, a free... Honestly, I don't know. I've been to breakfasts that look like that. Uh I've never been asked. Like, when I did the honeymoon thing, like, we stayed at all different hotels, and I was never asked my room number. Well, when when you paid for breakfast, did you, like, put your room number on the thing, or did you pay with a credit card, or...? I don't know, the breakfast was included with the the room or whatever. Oh, because there's some hotels where you have to pay, like, breakfast isn't included. Oh, I guess. So it's like a regular restaurant, so you, like, you can, like, put your room number on the uh, bill, and they'll charge it to that I room. I guess so. Yeah, so she really was shitty then. Yeah. I mean, I guess it sucked because, I mean, people have to get by like that, so. Right. I mean, it is understandable that it sucks, but, I don't know, she... I didn't like her. Yeah. Um, so, I, don't know, I guess we'll get to the ending. Okay. Um, they go to Disney World. Yep. <laughs> I, I, it got weird for me when she goes, like, Child Protective Service come and she runs her friend's room. That's yeah. like she her friends in the movie. Um, she also seemed like she was more friends with that girl than that girl was friends with her. Like, there's a scene where, like, she's kind of, like, has her arm around that girl. Yeah. And then 
she grabs that girl's arm to put around her, but she didn't really seem like she wanted to. Right, yeah. And yeah, so that kind of seemed a little, like, one-sided, that friendship. But when she's like, I don't know, I have to live with a different family, and the little, like, the little orange hair girl's like, I don't know, kind of like, I know what I need to do or whatever. So they run away. Right. And then it kind of goes in, like, like fast motion. Yeah. I'm kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, and yeah, I know you're talking then about. Then they're in Disney World. And I'm like, the fuck? And then I knew something was up. I'm like, alright, you're not fucked to get in the Disney World with no magic band. Yeah. So I'm like, alright, so this is like some kind of imagination dream sequence. Yeah, I would think so. It's something that they're, like what they wish but, they could do. Yeah, because they were always going to places like showing each other shit. Right. Yeah, because, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like they show like, because that's what their world's limited to because of, like, you know, their level of poverty. Like, right. like the coolest thing we can do is go to the ice cream place and share one ice cream cone that we, you right. know, where, like, if it was a normal childhood, like, other kids, like, you know, they're, you know, they get to go to Disney World and that's really there. And the fact that they're so close yet kind of so far, mm-hmm. as I think that's what I guess they were trying to represent. Right, like, I think they went to, like, a pasture and they're like, we're at the zoo. Yeah. So it, it was definitely like kind of like an imagine. I mean, I'm sure they probably went to like. Do you think they actually went somewhere and they like thought it was Disney World? Um, it could like have been. They went to a toy store or something like that. Um, I don't know. I never, I never really thought about it that much. I just always just kind of thought it was like a. I don't know. Like the ending was never my real favorite part of the movie. Right. I think there it's okay. That Disney outlet. That you see in the background of yeah. the movie. I wonder if they went there. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're really supposed to you know where they went. It's just kind of like a fantastical ending to a very yeah. you know realistic movie. Mm-hmm. But um, it's funny because yeah, it I had seen it already before because we went to Disney, what was that, 2018 into 19? Mm-hmm. New Year's. And I had seen that movie already, so I kind of like... Cause, um, Did you feel like them? No, but because uh, uh, I know this doesn't do anything for anyone who's listening, but remember that supermarket we went to that one day? No. no. The, when we went on the beer run to that public supermarket at Disney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That hotel, that motel is on that road. It's like maybe a quarter mile oh, really? down that road. So that's how close you know that hotel is to Disney. Wait, which one? The Rock, like the Future Inn one? The... The hotel from the movie, the one that they're all in. Well, there was two of them. Like, there was one... I think that... Well, they're both on that road. I don't think they're as close as they're, it's, like, depicted in the movie. Okay. But they're both, like, on that road. Because you can find... Oh, like, wow. You can go to Google Maps and see. It's actually, you know, painted purple. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. I think... Did you even see that movie? I thought you may have said something about that, too, actually. I think I did. Because I think I wanted you to watch it before... Yeah. I probably said no. Yeah, that's why when we you know brought this podcast back, I'm like, well, I know what movie I'm doing. <laughs> um, so did you have anything else on the? Um, no, that's basically it. Um, it's definitely worth watching. It's oh wait, yeah, I did have one other thing. When um, there was like a parking lot fight scene. Yeah. And. Before she said it, I went world star. Yeah. <laughs> world star, world star. Yeah. 
So I mean, I'll leave it with that. But yeah, it, it was it, it was a good movie. It's worth watching. If I mean, definitely if you like The Wire. Yeah, it's definitely less exciting than The Wire, but yeah, know, it's just realistic Florida poverty. Yeah, and um, what was I gonna say? I guess just talk a little bit more about. Um, Willem Dafoe, how good he was, and like we didn't really talk about it, but his son is a minor yeah, character in the son, movie. Right? Yeah, who I thought was casted very well. He's the guy from uh, Get Out, the brother from Get Out. Yep. Oh yeah, shit, it is. And it's fu- it's funny too because when we were talking about picking movies mm-hmm. last week, and you said Are you for some reason you thought this was the Three Billboards. I don't know if you were joking. Yeah, yeah. But he's actually in Three Billboards, that guy. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he is like, um, did you ever see it? No. Yeah, you don't need to. Um, no, it's not that good. It's not, it's not great. Um, I thought it was like really good. It's, it's all right. I don't know. It's, I think it got overblown. Like, uh, I don't know. But he's like a, um, like a local, like, I think he was like a, private detective or something or he's either private detective or a newspaper man i i know they're not very similar very different <laughs> but he was one of those okay but um yeah that scene was kind of gross when they were taking out the mattress yeah yeah that creeped me out a little bit yeah i didn't like that um and then the other just thing i know we briefly mentioned them that honeymoon couple that come they're from like mm-hmm. brazil yeah. That guy looks so familiar, but I couldn't figure out. I yeah, mean, he's, he did, right? I, he's not in anything that I would have seen. He he, um, he reminds me of somebody right now. Um, um, think Did he remind me of the guy from that HBO show, like The Night or something? No, he doesn't really look like that. I don't, I'd say, I don't know. I... He reminded me of someone. Like a Persian actor or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I just I know I couldn't place it. <clears throat> but yeah, that was funny when like oh I thought because I think with the name of the hotel is like it's like magic. It's not Magic Castle. It's something like that. It's uh-huh. a, it's like because they're trying to play on the uh, Disney. Yeah. Name. Um, so I guess they book like his assistant booked it by uh-huh. mistake, and she's like, "Can we just go to the Polynesian?" Right? Yeah, I'm like, "Oh shit, that sucks." <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yeah, oh, like that marriage is probably over. Yeah, yeah, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah, and then I guess the last thing is, um, because this guy Sean Baker, we talked about before, the guy who directed it, mm-hmm. he did um, his other movie. It kind of is. He's done other movies, but his other bigger one is that Tangerine movie that came out a couple years before this, like mm-hmm. 2000. Do you remember that at all? No, not at all. It was that movie that was shot entirely on an iPhone. Oh, yeah, and, I do know that movie actually. And it was about um, uh, transgender, um, like there were sex workers in Los Angeles. Yeah, I do know about that movie. I and, never saw it, but I've heard, like. I remember hearing about it when it came out. Yeah, I, I ended up watching it because I'm like, I know I love the Fro- uh, Florida Project so much. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let me check it out. It's it's good. It's de- I don't think it's as good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find uh, the woman in this movie annoying, you definitely would find the main character in Tangerine annoying. Like you feel bad for her, but her attitude is frustrating. Oh, okay. <laughs> because basically the main 
plot of the movie is um, I think she gets out of because it, uh, it, she it's she's a she now, but you know she's a transgender. Uh-huh. I think she gets out of prison. Okay. And like she's looking for her boyfriend the whole movie. Uh-huh. Who put, he's played by um, Ziggy from The Wire. Uh, okay. He's like, like a him. he's like a pimp. But the whole time okay. she's like like bad mouthing like all these other like sex workers in the street like I need to find my boyfriend. I'm like, "Oh god, you're very annoying." <laughs> <laughs> like I feel bad for you cuz like your your story is kind of sad, but like you are difficult. Unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I felt about how I felt about her. She was just unlikable. Like I wanted to feel bad for her at times, but she just made it very difficult for me to care about her. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping he comes out with a new movie, but I, I don't think there's anything that's really been announced. Because mm-hmm. I think you know it's pretty good. Yeah. It's going to be a long one. Yeah, we're already at almost 40 minutes. Oh, really? Why was mine saying an hour? Well, we've been on FaceTime for longer than that. Uh, but the actual recording is about 40 minutes. Oh, okay. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go bowling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll uh, transition now into the second movie, the movie I had to watch. Um, 1997's uh, Lost Highway. And mm-hmm. uh, according to the Google... From this inventory, from the what is this? From this inventory of Im- imagery, that's annoying. Lynch fashions. <laughs> Lynch fashions two separate but interesting stories. One about a jazz musician, Bill Pullman, tortured by the notion that his wife is having an affair, who suddenly finds himself accused of her murder. The other is a young mechanic, Balthazar Getty, drawn into a web of deceit by a temptress who is cheating on her gangster boyfriend. These two tales are linked by the fact that the woman in both are played by the same actress, Patricia Arquette. Now, I don't think that's a really good description. What? I don't think that's the greatest description. No, it's not. Of the movie, because I don't think they're really two separate intersecting stories. It, it's a very, it's a good description of a very, if someone who did not know anything about the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you don't want to give away, kind of, yeah. like, where the weirdness comes in. But it's funny, because uh, my first thought when I was, like, looking up, like, who's in it in this movie and stuff, mm-hmm. and I saw Balthazar Getty, because he was, he has a cam he has a small role in Natural Born Killers. Oh, did he really? He was the, mecha- he was also a mechanic. He was the one, I guess, he, I don't know if he was a mechanic, but he was the gas station attendant that, um, uh, what's her okay. name, Juliet Lewis, like, when she goes to that gas station and she kind of, like, seduces him. Uh-huh. And she ends up killing him. Uh, that was Balthazar Getty. Huh. Look at that. Yep. Synchronicity. Um, yeah. So we'll go into uh, the notes I had. Okay. So first, first, first things first. When I started the DVD and the rating came up, like the uh-huh. it said rated R, and the, one of the reasons was bizarre, violent, and sexual content. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, yeah. you don't really see that one every yeah. day in the rating. But, that, I mean, that's, you would expect something like that for David Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I just knew from that, I'm like, oh, okay, we're in for a ride. <laughs> uh, 
then I said David Lynch loves a musical performance because there's one he's doing at the beginning when Bill Pullman is playing uh, saxophone. He's at yeah. like, the club. And I'm just yeah, thinking of like he does it in, you know, Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. which I know we're going to talk about more later because I felt like these movies were kind of very similar in a way. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before, yeah. Um, and of course, in Twin Peaks with all the. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, next note, the red curtain in the bedroom was very reminiscent of the red curtain in uh, mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. So I don't, is that like, is that window the the other side of the waiting room in, in the Black Lodge? Are you there? Did I lose you, Chris? I think I lost Chris. Oh, no. I gotta find Chris. Where did he go? Okay, so I found you. You're back. You're, uh... Did you go away again? Are you back? Yeah. I, I see... Okay, good. I don't, 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 don't do that to me again. You found me, right? I found you. Okay, I was, I was lost in the Black Lodge. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I probably see how I brought that around. Yeah. Is, is um, your favorite gum back in style? It is, yes, and I let's rock, baby. <laughs> so anyway, like I was saying before you got taken into the Black Lodge. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember it. As I was wondering is maybe that a window is, you know, the window to the Black Lodge. Maybe that's how you yes. get in. Because that's maybe. the curtain you're seeing is in that guy's house. Sure. Also, do you think that he wanted Bull, Bill, Bill, Bill Billman. Bill Billman. <laughs> do you think he wanted Bill Pullman the entire time, or do you think like Kyle McLaughlin wasn't available? Uh, I think you wanted Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you heard. Like, I think it happened when I got sucked into the Black Lodge. Uh-huh. Um, this I've read is a possible prequel to um, Mulholland Drive. Okay. I've read that. Okay, that, that makes sense because like, I know we'll talk about it a little bit more but I definitely can see some connections to that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my next note was a terrible TV setup they had in their living room. Yeah, it was <laughs> shitty. It was just like this small TV on like two boxes but like their VCR was on the other side of the room for some reason. Well, he didn't like technology, right? Like, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was afraid of video cameras or something like that. Yeah. Um, he likes to remember things his own way. And then I took this note um, as I was watching because a young Bill Pullman, especially in this movie, reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of you know that actor uh, Shea Wigam. I think that's how you pronounce his name. No, I think it's. Uh, I have no idea who that is. I uh, you'll know. I don't. You you'll know him by face. He played um, Nucky Thompson's brother in Boardwalk Empire, the uh, sheriff. Oh. Oh shit! Yes, he does. Because I remember when I saw that actor, I'm like, "Oh fuck, is that Bill Pullman?" Yeah, and he's a very yes. he's a very good character actor. Like he pops up in a lot of things. Yeah, I forget what the first thing I saw him in, but that that's when I thought he was Bill Pullman. Yeah, I think it was probably Boardwalk Empire is the first thing I saw him in, and I know he pops okay. up. He was in the first season of True Detective. Mm-hmm. He was that preacher. Uh, he yeah. was in the most recent season of Fargo. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, my next note is Robert Blake is a vampire and he's definitely a, and you can definitely see that he was a murderer in real life 
Yeah, yeah, he definitely is a murderer. <laughs> that scene where he comes in with the white face paint, I'm like, what yeah. is going on? Yeah, but, yeah. I remember the first time I watched this. I mean, I, I think I saw the trailer and knew I was going to see what I saw. Right. But seeing it for the first time, just like, no, no, I don't know what, what the fuck is this about. And then... um it's funny because when I first saw him, like joking, I'm like, he's a vampire because he had like that very white <laughs> face. But then he has a line where he says something like, I only go where I'm invited. Uh-huh. Which is like, I don't know if you know this, but it's part of like vampire lore. Yeah. Like they can only come into a place if they've been invited. Like they're yeah. not allowed into houses unless they've been. Yeah, invited. so you thought you're on to something. I'm like, yeah. may- I mean, maybe he is. Who knows? <laughs> um, and then this is the time. Well, I think I started thinking about it a little bit earlier. But this is when I put my note that I'm, I'm feeling like there's like alternate, like timelines going on here. Like it's almost like the multiverse kind of theory. Like almost like I don't know, like very similar timelines, but are slightly different that are somehow intersecting, and okay. people are crossing over between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, at this point, um, he gets arrested for the murder of his wife because he finds okay. it on the videotape. That he murdered her. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he gets taken to jail by the guard, um, Henry Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, Henry, there are a lot of musicians in this movie. Yeah, I don't know if it was a mistake, but he says, make yourself to home. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. Um, I was watching this while I was doing something else last night. Uh-huh. Um, like, I was just kind of, like, casually watching it. Right. Um, and I, I, I didn't even hear that part, but I remember him, like, I, well, I don't remember the first time I watched this, it must have been, like, three or four years ago, right. but I remember him saying that, and it's sticking in my head, <laughs> being like, that was weird, why did he say that? <laughs> I don't know why he says that. Yeah, I don't know if that's just, like, a mistake, like, you flubbed the line, they're like, you know, screw it, let's just I, keep it. I think people say that. Really? Yeah, I think. Oh. Um. It's wrong. I yeah. think it's wrong, but people say it. Uh, and then my next note is Busey. Yeah. <laughs> was Gary this Busey. before he got into his accident? It's funny because I, I looked that up because I was curious uh-huh. to that myself. The accident was 88. So oh, it was wow. after. He seemed on point. Yeah. But I guess maybe he had to get more surgeries afterwards because like he's in um, that movie League of Their Own. Nope. That's not it. No, he wasn't in that. <laughs> Rookie of the Year. with. Um, okay, yeah. And he looks normal in that movie, but that, I think, is 95. So, like, yeah. so I don't know if he had, like, he had to do redo plastic surgery or he got hit again. But he definitely, um, yeah, I know what you mean. He was good in it, too. Like, he, yeah. he held his own. Yeah, he didn't seem crazy. No. Um, so, I think I missed... I'm going by just the notes here, but I know I miss scenes. Like, I was thinking about those two cops that first come and investigate, because, like, they get uh, the videotape of, like, someone in their house, so they... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they keep finding videotapes. Right. Home and his wife find right. videotapes at and, their front door. And obviously, the big thing that I'm already to Busey is when he's in jail, he just... There's a weird David Lynch uh, night scene, uh-huh. and then the next morning, he gets replaced by Baltasar Getty in prison, yeah. and they don't know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But then when he comes home and his friends come over, I'm like, oh, his friend group has that token black friend <laughs> that all 90s movies have. Yeah. 
And then I said, uh, Richard Pryor looks rough. <laughs> yeah, he looked like he was... So, it's. I forgot that he was in this. Yeah. So, when they pulled up to him, I thought... I vaguely remember there being, like, a very, like, handicapped person being in this movie. Right. And then when I saw it was Richard Pryor, I'm like, oh, I guess not. And I'm like, oh, I feel bad now. Yeah, because... <laughs> like, um, he, he looked like he was on his way out the door, right. like the next day right yeah cause uh, it's funny cause when I saw his name in the credits I'm like he's I, yeah I, so I don't know if this is like one of those uh, uh, what are those called the uh, Mandela effects uh-huh. but I was like almost convinced that he had died like before I was born like in the 80s uh-huh. like but then when I was I'm like he died in 2005 I do not remember that I, did, I thought he died like in like ninety nine or something, that's fucked up. Yeah, and that's why you like even like ninety seven. I'm like, no, he's been dead for a while. But yeah, <laughs> I guess he was just maybe out of the public eye because obviously he was already pretty screwed up in ninety seven. Right. So I guess huh. you know he kind of just stayed away, and that's why you don't really you know think of him dying kind of earlier than he did. <laughs> um. So then my next note is smooth as shit from a duck's ass, <laughs> which was the line from uh, Robert Loja. And then I, he was, I liked him. In yeah, this. I love that. Then my next note is I love that scene with the tailgating when he pulls the yeah, guy out of the gunpoint, and then he has like all these facts about like you know safety, yeah. like you know safe driving facts, and like you know how many people died in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, he's like uh, at sixty miles an hour, you need five car lengths <laughs> to properly stop your vehicle. You know what you're gonna do? You're gonna get a manual. Yeah. Tell me, tell me you're getting a manual. <laughs> um, uh, I see. I don't know if that's because I know that's like a famous road in the Hollywood Hills. So I don't know if that's Mulholland Drive itself, mm. like the actual road. I don't know. I don't. I'm not, I'm not great. It may with, have been. Um, my so I wanted Los to bring Angeles. up something. There's like mm. a lot of beauty in this movie. Yeah. So Balthazar Getty gets like a lot of ass in this movie. Yeah, I have a note about that coming up. (laughs) It's actually my next one. Okay. I just kept imagining David Lynch being like, okay, you're going to be grabbing her breast now. (laughs) Like, how did he direct... It's like, okay, I need more thrusts from you, Balthazar. (laughs) It's it's funny, because I didn't put this down as a note, but I did did think of this Uh when I was watching it. I'm like, I can't imagine what it's like, what David Lynch is like directing a sex scene. Right? It's gotta be fucking weird. Okay! Okay! That was great. Okay, for the next scene... <laughs> I need more tittage. Can you do that? <laughs> Thank you. Um, Patricia, if you could just turn. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like it gets very uncomfortable. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you, David. But I guess maybe you know maybe that jarring effect takes you kind of out of it, so you don't feel yeah, as maybe. like uncomfortable. Who knows? Um, but then my next, actually, my next note was about now that I'm starting to get the Mulholland Drive feels, uh-huh. where how it, um, like you know, the movie changes the story like halfway yeah. through. Like you think like everything you see before is actually, I guess, like a dream. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if something was like that was going on, where it's like now we're like, is this the real story? And like, did mm-hmm. Bill Pullman not really exist? Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I was still very confused. But then my next yeah. note, like what you said before, the line, he gets more pussy than a toilet seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, 
wouldn't ass make more sense? Yeah, it would. Because it, it didn't make much sense, no. I think he was very confused. And then uh, my next my next note just said, uh, your face ripped open, son. Which I don't know if you get the context from that. But, um, I don't even remember that. It's uh, the scene where um, Baldessar's Getty goes home. Uh-huh. And his parents are sitting there on the couch, oh, and they right, want to talk right, to him. Right. And then they're kind of like alluding to like something weird that happened that night. And then they cut to it's like a quick shot when Bill Pullman's in jail, and you see it here where it looks like his face is like ripping open. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. So, I, like, I don't know. Did the parents see that? <laughs> so, like, uh, son, the last time we saw you, your face was opening like you were in the movie uh, Predator. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see how you end your notes. Okay. <laughs> My next note is uh, Sheila is a bad runner. Oh, that's his girlfriend, right? Yeah, when they get into that fight okay. in the yes. front yard and she takes off running. And she okay. her she arms are, like, waving <laughs> in the air. Yes. Did you, did you notice how Officer Getty walked? No, I don't think I noticed anything. Okay, happened. I'm going to need you to, like, when we're done, like, uh-huh. watch him walk. Okay. Because he, like, swings both arms, like, in front of himself. And, like, I, he's, he's got, like, a sachet or something. Like, he, his hips are metal. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it. I, I don't think I... He walks real funny. I don't think I noticed that. I'm going to need you to, to, to watch that. Okay, I will check that out. Thank you. Um, now, my next note is simply, what is going on? Okay. Because at, at this point, uh, he gets a phone call from uh-huh. uh, Mr. Eddie, who's also yep. Dick Laurent, I think was the name. Yep. But then he's also it, it's also the Robert Blake's back mm-hmm. on the phone, and they're talking about, uh, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, pretty much the same thing, like, we met at your house. Like, I guess that's all he uh-huh. talks about is meeting people at their house. Um. My next note is uh, interesting music choice, and this is in reference to when um, Baldassar Getty, like they, he makes a plan with um, Patricia Arquette, mm-hmm. blonde Patricia Arquette, um, to like they're gonna rob this guy, mm-hmm. and then take off with the money. Yep. So he gets to the house, and when he goes in, there's like like a sex scene, I guess, from one of the porns that she made. Yeah. Playing on like a big projector, but then there's like this yeah. weird like Gregorian chanting music going on. Yep, that was Ramstein. Okay. And then my next note is just, ow, because uh, the guy went face first into yeah, the glass that table. Yeah, that great? <laughs> that, looked, that was the weird, bizarre gore, I guess. Yeah, but like that's the, and that, but that scene was weird, too, the way they filmed it. Like, he just goes flying in the air over him, yeah. like that weird shot. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> but then I was thinking, like, a glass table has to be probably one of the most dangerous pieces of furniture. Really? Yeah, I know, it really is. Because, like, nothing, like, you, you know, if it breaks a little, then you have glass all over the place, and you can get cut. It's so fucking dangerous. <laughs> and then at this point, um, Balzar Getty sees, like, a photo in the house, and he sees the two, the blonde mm-hmm. and brunette Patricia Arquette. And yep. I'm like, I don't know, twins seems too straightforward for Lynch. Like, I don't think they're yep. just twins. I think there's going to be... Um, okay, so at this point, I just wrote, he's Pullman now, because he's turned back into Bill Pullman. <laughs> After but, he has uh, desert sex with... Yeah, uh, desert sex, right. Which was graphic. Yeah. 
I don't know why they didn't just use the car. Probably would have been better well, than I laying on the I, desert. Well, I mean, I did appreciate the lighting. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. No, I understand why they did it in the movie. I just... Right. You know. But more comfortable. Yeah. Sand. Sand. Yeah. I don't like sand. Yeah. Um, now, I just have Robert Blake. He's creepy as fuck. <laughs> because yeah, he has... Yeah, he sticks when, his hand out like fucking Dracula. Yeah, with the, with the video camera when, he gets, when he's in yeah. the shed. Um, my next note is a weak throat slit because he, he, they yeah. slit, um, Robert Loge's throat, but it doesn't kill him like at all. Like it's yeah. supposed to. And he's still yeah, able to very, talk. It was very, uh, it was a very light th- uh, throat cut. Um, uh, okay. My next note is just Marilyn Manson. Cause you see, he's one of the, porn yeah, he stars was in a the porn star in it. um, and now next hope is <laughs> time loop question mark. Okay. Because yep. we see that Bill Pullman is the one from the beginning who leaves the message at the doorbell saying Dick Laurent is dead. Is dead. Um, and then my final note is, okay, what the fuck? Okay. All right, that's your last note? Yeah. Okay. So I'll tr- I'll, I think if you look at it the way I'll, I'll explain it, I think this is one of the most straightforward um, Lynch movies. Okay. So, I've from what I gather and some explanation videos I've seen, some shit that I've read. Bill Pullman did kill his wife. Uh huh. He did kill Dick Laurent. He also did kill um, the guy in the uh, that his head went through the thing. Uh huh. The glass table, like when the cops were there, and it was just a picture of Bill Pullman. Dick Laurent and the his wife, like you know how it wasn't there were two of them. But it wasn't. It was it, it was Dick Laurent. It wasn't Bill Pullman. It was Dick Laurent, Patricia Arquette, and the guy. Right, right, face. right, right. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. When it was just the three of them. Uh-huh. When the cops were there, that was real. Okay. So Bill Pullman did kill that guy. He did kill Dick, and he did kill his wife. Okay. He did go on a police chase. The cops did catch him uh-huh. and did go to jail. Okay. When he was in jail, he did have some kind of like dream where he lived this life where he was this person of, I think his name was Pete, right. of this guy that he wished that he was. Okay. And he lived this perfect life where he had a girl that he loved, which was his girlfriend. And that he had this hedonistic life with this other girl, but he, like, wasn't, he didn't, like, end up satisfying her. That's when she said, you'll never have me. Uh-huh. Like, that's what she says to him. Yeah. So that made me realize, I, like, that's why, like, because he couldn't end up satisfying his wife. Okay. In real life, so that's why she says that. So when he's driving away at the end, mm-hmm. and, like, he starts, like, um burning and his head's like like morphing and shit that's him getting electrocuted oh so he's got the death penalty yeah okay yeah I can I can kind of so then he so then who's the what's Robert Blake like what's his so that's from what I I thought it always represented death okay Um, but Robert Blake they say represents his like jealousy and anger Okay. 
which I mean makes sense because that's who's like pulling the trigger and like doing all the fucked up shit. Right. Now, so did he videotape the house himself then? I think so. And he left I, the t- but then like who's cuz he's in bed. I don't know. Like there there is some shit that doesn't explain everything. Right. I think you just kind of leave that to lynchiness. Right. Um also with the ta- with the time loop of him saying Dick Lorand is dead. Yeah. And then like it it's weird cuz like you do hear sirens when Bill Pullman hears it and then looks around. Right. Doesn't see anybody. You do hear sirens. So that does, there is like some kind of time loop there right. that does that isn't really explained. But again, I think lynchiness. <clears throat> so that's, that's my best explanation. Okay. I mean, yeah, that makes, I can kind of get behind that. So, I mean, it, if you look at it that way, it, it makes, it's the most sense it can make. Right. So I, I still think this is my favorite Lynch movie. Yeah, no, I yeah, I definitely didn't dislike it. Mm-hmm. It's probably something where I have to think about it more and try to figure out you know the plot in my head more and kind of. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't know if I will watch it again anytime soon. I don't know if I'll like I said yeah. watch it again. Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Like every once, I don't know, like twice a year or something like that. Right. I don't think you need to watch it like like every few weeks or something like that. I think this is probably my third time watching it in a few years. Yeah, because um, I liked Mulholland Drive. <clears throat> I have, I've only still watched it once. I thought Blue Velvet was okay. I think that I think those are the only ones I've seen. Mm-hmm. Other I've than seen Twin Peaks and uh, Fire Walk With Me. You haven't seen Eraserhead? No. And I remember it's one time... Real you, weird. Yeah, I remember one time you wanted me. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. And you're like, yeah, I don't know if you really want to yeah. watch it. It's real weird. Because I, I, that's another thing, too. He shows up in this movie, too. Eraserhead. Yeah, he's in every movie of his. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, as of right now, I kind of like Mulholland Drive a little bit better. I think I like them both more than Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I need to rewatch Blue Velvet. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah. I think I like this more than most of his movies because of the soundtrack. Yeah. Like it has, it has uh, Nine Inch Nails. It has right. uh, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though I'm not a, even though I'm not a huge fan, like it has um, Marilyn Manson. It has Ramstein, but right. I'm crazy about. But I do love that Ramstein song in it. So, do you think in the actual story that like his wife was like in porn movies? No, I don't think she was, but I do think she was sleeping with Dick Laurent, and that was basically enough for him. Like she's sleeping around with other with him. Do you think as well. it was both? It was Dick Laurent and the Andy guy, or um, I don't know if she was sleeping with him. Um, I think basically in his head, it didn't really matter. Right, like she may as well been. Yeah. And you wonder too, like, they, obviously they never show this in the movie, but you wonder if back in his real life that maybe there was another girl, kind of that really mm-hmm. liked him, that like he kind of, you know, left her to be with, you know, maybe like almost like a, you know, like young twenties 
kind of girlfriend like you see that mm-hmm. um, Peter has, and maybe he like yeah. dumped her to go with Patricia Arquette. Yeah, I think it's entirely possible. And that's what I get. So then you, so then Peter like never really exists. Like that's a completely made up. Yeah, that's just that something that he just fabricated in his head to, um, I don't know. I guess make prison life not bad, like right. just so he could. I don't know, have live a life that he thought he deserved, I guess. Because right. then the other thing that's weird, though, too, then, because you don't, like, you see the other, because there's the two cops who investigate the videotape, but then there's the other two cops who yeah. are following Peter the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, like, are they actually following Peter? Because I know they identify Mr. Eddie as Dick Laurent. Mm-hmm. But are they following Peter? Or, like, what is... I think they're following Peter because they know who Mr. Eddie is, but they never they never do anything. They never call him Mr. Eddie. They only refer to him as Laurent. Like, the only person who calls him oh, Mr. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah like... I they called him Mr. Eddie. No, they say, yo, do you know who that is? And they said, yeah, it's Laurent. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when they're across from the uh, auto body shop. Right. Yeah, I think they're... Maybe that was a way to make him feel important. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's something I really have to think about. I know more. This, it's. I think it's weird. It's I think very weird. I think there could be something to maybe kind of parallel universes that are kind of connecting in a well, way I that are touching on each other. There were. I don't. Well, those cops weren't real. No one in that whole world was real. I think there were people that they were based on. I think those two cops were based on those cops that were at his house. Yeah, but all four of them are together in the end at the table murder scene. All four of them are at that crime scene when the guy's oh, facing. Oh, were they really? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. I just yeah. thought it was the two cops. No, it's all four of them and they're talking and they're oh. like kind of sharing notes. Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. That's but may- like maybe since they're all together, it's supposed to only be the two, but they're represented as four. Uh, I don't know, man. Like Lynch. Like he. <laughs> That's the thing. Like sometimes, like you even wonder, like does he know even what he's? I sometimes getting I do. That? Sometimes I don't. Maybe that like he didn't actually kill that guy. Yeah. And maybe that scene wasn't real. Uh, like uh, all I know is that he did kill um, Dick, and he did kill his wife. Like I'm, I know that for sure. Right. Maybe his the, the other guy he didn't actually kill. Uh, it's a scene, man. Yeah, I don't know. I re- I do really like this movie, though. Yeah, no, I like I said, I did enjoy it. I didn't. I liked it more than uh, Natural Born Killers last week. That's for yeah. Sure. But um, what I was gonna say about Lynch in general, like I enjoy his work, but I definitely see why people don't. Oh yeah, he's like it, and sure. even like for me, like he's definitely a tight wire like tightrope act he's yeah, walking to yeah. me because like like I, I love the original Twin Peaks a lot mm-hmm. like those two seasons are very good mm-hmm. uh, but even sometimes in that show like he takes you to some kind of weird places <laughs> it's a wild ride but um like the new the Showtime Twin Peaks I liked but I didn't I like some of it yeah but there was some really indulgent like lynching yeah. scenes where I'm like I the like what even kept, yeah, what kept me loving that, what I I love that season 
not because I love that it was Twin Peaks, not because I thought the the episodes were good. I, right. I liked it because it right. had the name Twin Peaks. And I think he's definitely gotten more crazy. Well, he has that Netflix mini show where he's talking to a monkey. I, I haven't seen it yet. I, keep I watched it. like 10 minutes of it, and uh, I'm like, because like I mean Twin Peaks is is weird but there's definitely it's definitely like grounded in some reality there's some coherency where with the with the revival Twin Peaks like there like that there's that one scene where like he's a marble remember he's like going yeah. through like like what am I watching here yeah yeah I mean maybe old age is starting to rear its ugly head to David Lynch I don't know yeah cause I don't know I mean I'll still watch it Cause what has he made movies recently? Like, has he had like a like a? Because I know Mulholland Drive was what, like two thousand four ish. He's made right. movies after. He made like a Disney movie. He did. Yeah, it was like some. Well, look it up right now. It was like some fucking. Uh, it was like a horse movie or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, but I, I can't. I don't know if I've seen any of his more recent movies where, like, you know, recent as compared to Twin Peaks. Like, I don't know if his, like... No, no I don't think so. Like, if his movies have gotten even more weird. Because even, like, Mulholland Drive, like, that's still, like, is, like I said, this weird moment. But you're still not, like, some of the things you see in Twin Peaks, the Showtime version. No, I don't think he's made anything, uh... As, I think his... His newest work was the Bucky movie. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to uh, check that out. Yeah. All right, so I think that's all I have to say about... Uh, yeah. Lost Highway. And I guess... Uh, I guess before... That, that Monkey movie, Joe, is called What Did Jack Do? Yeah. Um, so I guess the movie... The name of the movie comes from that... The hotel that I guess they were... So, like... Is that where maybe he caught his wife cheating? And that's where... Yeah. Okay. Right, so before I go down another rabbit hole thinking about this movie, let's, uh, I guess, go to the movies that we're going to watch for next week. Talk about that, because we're already at a, an hour and 12 minutes. So so do you want to talk about what you've picked for me to watch? Yeah, um, mine, I, it, I believe it's still on Netflix. Mine's actually has an actor from... Uh, the Florida Project in it, um, Blair, uh, Macon Blair. Okay. Um, it's called Blue Ruin. Okay, you know of it? Let me see if it's still on, I've heard that name, let me see, I have not seen it, so we're... <laughs> it's, the, by the same director as, uh, Green Room. Green Room. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. Let me just check if it's still on Netflix. Because that would be unfortunate if it's not. Yep, I will pick a different movie then. Yep, Blue Ruin is still on Netflix. It's, it's okay. still there. It's funny, when you first said it, I thought <laughs> that movie Blue is the warmest color, which is also still yeah. on Netflix. Which Wait, I, what, it, that's on Netflix? Yeah. Holy shit. Which I wouldn't have argued against watching, but I, I will still watch uh, Blue Ruin. Um, yeah, that's a dirty movie. Yeah, so the movie I really so wanted to, <laughs> to pick for you um, was Spotlight, which yeah. we talked about in a earlier... That movie's hot, right? No. 
But which is weird because that's another movie that I can watch over and over again. I've probably seen that one maybe. That's weird. Yeah, but that about like pedophilia. It's about the church uh, stuff. It's just a really well. It's made by the um, director. Uh, what's his? I forget his name, but he was in season five of The Wire. He was the uh, reporter who was lying about his stories. Okay. That actor. He who do Dark Water? Huh. Did you know that movie Dark Water with Mark uh, Ruffalo? I feel like that sounds really. Is that in like a new new movie? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I know he's in something new. I don't really remember what it's about. Well, keep talking because I'm gonna look that up because I need to know that. Okay, so um. Oh, so anyway, yeah. So I was gonna because it's that's another movie too that kind of reminds me of. It reminds me more so of season five of The Wire. Because it's it's very interesting with like the way they like the way the newsroom works, the way newspaper writing and the investigating that goes into their you know, and it's just it's a lot. It's very it's Mark Ruffalo, um, Rachel McAdams, um, Michael Keaton, John Slattery, like a lot of good actors. But unfortunately, maybe we'll have to save that for when it's available. Because it used to be on Netflix. Yeah, I remember seeing it there. But it's nothing for free. I don't want to have. You pay four dollars to watch it. Thank you. But instead, I am going to give you. It's actually a TV show. Oh. So you, it's it is available on Netflix. You have to watch the first two episodes. They're together, okay. it's about an hour and a half. It is the People vs. OJ Simpson. Okay. All right. I'm down for that. And it seems like a kind of a fun show yeah because I actually I was listening you mentioned before Filmed Obscura we I listened to those episodes the past few days and I mentioned it in the because we were in the Fanatic when we are talking about Travolta because he's in this yep. so the first two episodes it goes through the first episode is obviously when you find out that you know Nicole is dead yeah and then the second episode is mainly on the Bronco chase so that's it's okay. based, so and it's only eight episodes, so it's something that obviously I think you could finish if you like it. Obviously, okay. not before next week, but it's you just have six more episodes after it, so it's nothing okay. to. I'll do that. Yep. So uh, that should be fun. And I, when I was listening to the old podcast, I forgot we used to do something at the end. Oh yeah, we used to do like a catchphrase or something. Yeah, it was right? like you had to pick create a sign off based on the movie that you watched. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. You got nothing for the Florida Project? Um, no. Oh, yeah. I guess that was... We don't need to do that anymore. Florida's icky. Okay, that works. You got one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so until next Wait, time... Wait, yeah, you got one or no? Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yours? No, I don't. I don't have one. Should oh, I have? One? Um, I guess maybe the one. Uh, <laughs> make yourself to home. <laughs> make your okay. Good. Like it. Nailed it. All right. So we'll be back in, I guess, a week's time with episode eleven. Yeah. All right. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. I wanna go home.